2: What kind of man is this? What kind of man is this? He spoke to the rain and the rain stopped falling. And he spoke to the wind and the wind stopped blowing. And he spoke to the waves and the waves stopped rolling. What kind of man is this? What kind of man is this? He must be the son of God. He must be the son of God. Cause he spoke to the rain and the rain stopped falling And he spoke to the wind and the wind stopped blowing And he spoke to the waves and the waves stopped rolling What What kind of man is this? 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 He spoke to the rain, and the rain stopped falling, and he spoke to the wind, and the wind stopped blowing, and he spoke to the waves, and the waves stopped rolling. What kind of man is this? What kind of man is this? He must be the Son of God. He must be the Son of God. Cause he spoke to the rain and the rain stopped falling And he spoke to the wind and the wind stopped blowing And he spoke to the waves and the waves stopped rolling What kind of man is this? What kind of
3: man is this?
2: Man is this? What kind of man is this? He spoke to the rain and the rain stopped falling. And he spoke to the wind and the wind stopped blowing. And he spoke to the waves and the waves stopped rolling. What kind of man is this? What kind of man is this? He must be the son of God. He must be the son of God. Cause he spoke to the rain and the rain stopped falling, and he spoke to the wind. And then he spoke to the waves, and the waves stopped rolling What kind of man is this? What kind of man is this? He must be the Son of God
1: An awesome way to praise the Lord. We'll do some more singing that in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound.
4: Ahaz was twenty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. And he did not that which was right in the sight of God. Like many of the kings before him, power and wealth and fame turned his head. His heart was filled with pride, and he worshipped other gods, going so far as to make molten images to the heathen gods Baal and Moloch. He was so evil that he actually offered his own sons as a burnt offering to the god Moloch. Because Ahaz forsook God, God could not bless and honor him, and Pekah king of israel made war against him
5: how goeth the battle scribe the enemy retreat your majesty their attack has failed but sir i am sure they mean to try and try again until they have put an end to judah to thee and to the dynasty of david
0: they failed they have failed to overthrow jerusalem and my throne yes but have they not killed many of our people and
5: carried others away into captivity? Aye, sir. Pekah, king of Israel, smote 120,000 of our people. Uh, And Pekah has this day taken 200,000 away as captives and slaves, and many things of value hath he also taken back with him to Samaria.
3: God, rip the garments
6: from this man, this slave, and give him seven lashes of the whip. He refuses to obey and humble himself. <laughs> you know, and this woman, she is haughty and arrogant. Rip her garments, so that all shall know she is but a slave. I oh my God. Pico, your Majesty, may I have a word with thee? Who are you, and from whence come you? I am Oded, a prophet of the living God of heaven. And what do you want with me? I am the king of Israel. Thou thinkest to make these prisoners, these people of Judah, slaves? They are slaves, rightful prizes to the victors of war. But they are thy brethren, sons of Abraham and Isaac, as art thou. It is my wish and the wish of my people to make these rebels of Judah slaves. May I talk to thy people one, one moment only? You cannot change their minds or mine. Talk away. I am Odad, prophet of the living God. I have something to say to you, ye people of Israel, who have this day taken 200,000 captives of the tribe of Judah. Only because the God of your fathers was wroth with Judah hath he delivered them into your hand. You purpose to keep these thy brethren slaves unto you. But are you sinless? Is not Israel as guilty and as sinful in the sight of God as these captives? Now hear me, therefore, and deliver the captives back to Jerusalem and to their homes. Unless ye do this, the fiery wrath of God will be upon
5: you. But some say he is the prophet of
3: Jehovah
5: Him People of Israel, hear me. Hearken unto the voice of Oded, prophet of God. I am Amasa. With me are three great and valiant men Azariah, Barakiah, and Jehizkiah. We stand ready to obey the Lord God of Israel and defend these, our brethren, whom ye have taken captives from Judah. Ye shall not keep them, as they shall not be slaves. As a nation and people, we have already offended the Lord our God. Ye intend to add more to our sins which are grievous, and God hath great wrath against us. Now begone, all of ye who have this day fought against Judah. Be gone, before God displays his great wrath against you.
0: Thank you, sir. You and your
5: three brave companions... May God richly bless and prosper you. You seem to be a leader, a man of influence among the brethren. I'm an officer in the court of King Ahaz, sir. We need your help. Organize your people. Separate them according to their condition and need. My companions and I, meanwhile, shall obtain clothing for the naked, care for the wounded, and bring food for all. Then shall ye return to Judah and to your homes. I beg thy pardon, brave sir, but... Some of our people are so hurt and feeble they are unable to return to Judah. Uh, We shall furnish donkeys for them to ride. Thank you, ye men of God. His blessing be multiplied upon thee. And the four
4: brave men took the 200,000 captives back to Jericho.
0: Ye have done Judah a great and brave service, ye four. I request of you, stay here and be guests in my household and captains over my guard. Thank you,
5: Your Majesty, great King of Judah. But we shall return to our people in Samaria. May you prosper, O King, and be blessed by the Lord God of Abraham and Isaac. Farewell, Your Majesty. Farewell, Your Majesty. Farewell. Farewell. Farewell.
1: continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Where did I put my science book? Hi, Carlos. What are you looking for? My science book. The one with the picture of the moon on the front. How can you find anything in that locker? It looks like something exploded in there. Something did. My science project. By the way, how's your praying going? God still ignoring you? Actually, no. I did what you said and started listening after I pray. And I think he's given me some pretty good ideas. Like what? Well, last week, when my mom was sick... I asked God what to do to help her get better. And? And God gave me a really good thought. Let me guess. He suggested that you not bug her all the time and let her rest? Well, that might have worked too. But after I prayed, I thought about soup. Soup? Yeah, you know, soup. So I made some. You made your mother something to eat? Yep, I made her my famous Carlos stew. (laughs) You have a stew named after you? Yes, it's all natural ingredients and comes in a can labeled tomato soup. I just added my secret ingredient, and she loved it. Your secret ingredient being... Crackers. Carlos, that's tomato soup and crackers. There's nothing secret about that. Ah, but when I gave it to her, I whispered, Mom, here's some soup to make you feel better. I made it myself, and I love you. She smiled and said thank you. Soon, she got better and told me that my Carlos stew was the best medicine there is. Hmm, next time I get sick, you can make me some Carlos stew, too. But you can leave out the I love you part. Just give me the soup.
4: Jesus wants to be our friend. He's interested in everything we do and longs to be included in our lives. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
7: Girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. The Clue in the Secret Passage. Have you ever explored a really old house? Old houses can be very interesting and dangerous. Just be sure that it's safe before you explore. The Shoebox Kids are back. This time, Dee Dee and Jenny are trying to solve an old mystery with the help of Dee Dee's grandmother's diary. But they get caught in a new mystery at the same time. When they solve the mystery of Captain Morgan, Dee Dee and Jenny learn some important lessons about the Bible. Can you figure out what happened to Captain Morgan and solve the mystery before Dee Dee and Jenny do? Chapter 1. The Spooky Old House The cold winter wind made Dee Dee pull her coat together. She looked up at the old rickety house in front of her. If I didn't know better, I would think that the house was scary, she thought. Most people would think so. It makes me think something else grandma. Didi looked over at Jenny, who stood motionless looking up at the big house. Funny, she'd never noticed before how pale Jenny's skin was, and how big her eyes were, and how she trembled. I'm sure glad your mom let you stay over here with me, Didi said, throwing her arm across Jenny's shoulders. Is, is this your grandmother's house? It sure is big, and old. Jenny looked at Didi and smiled nervously. Didi shrugged, yeah, I guess it looks kind of scary But my grandma lives there, and she's not scary She makes the best chocolate chip cookies Dee Dee's smile faded It's just too bad that she's so sick If she were well, I know she would want to make some for us Jenny saw that Dee, Dee was sad So she placed her arm across her friend's shoulder I'm glad you asked me to come over With school out and mom working, it was getting pretty boring at home Come on, slowpokes, said a voice behind them Marcus, Dee's teenage brother, poked them both in the back. I've got stuff to haul in here, and you're blocking the sidewalk. Jenny grinned, and Dede laughed as if remembering something. This old house is just so neat, Dee said. Mom will be busy with Grandma, so she says we'll have to entertain ourselves. And we will. We can explore the old rooms and play outside. This house is more than a century old. Who knows what we'll find in there? The girl stepped onto the big old porch and entered through the front door. Jenny followed as Dee, Dee bowed and spoke elegantly. "'Welcome to our tour, ladies and gentlemen,' she said. "'Hey, I only see one lady here and no gentlemen,' Jenny giggled. "'What am I, chopped liver?' Marcus said, coming in the front door with another box. "'You're just the hired help, Marcus,' Dee, Dee said. "'You're not on the tour.' "'Sorry,' Marcus said as he disappeared around the corner into the other room." "'To your right, you will see the formal dining room,' Deedee continued, "'and beyond it, the antique but finely preserved kitchen.' "'Jenny saw a massive wood table with chairs nearest her "'and an old stove and refrigerator beyond. "'A small door about halfway up the wall between the two rooms caught her attention. "'What's that little door for?' Jenny asked. "'It looks like a doggy door, but it's too high off the ground.' "'It's a dumbwaiter,' Deedee said. "'I am not,' Marcus answered from the hall beyond. "'Not you,' Deedee giggled, and Jenny joined her.' Before Jenny could ask what it was, Dee Dee opened the small door. Inside was a small elevator with ropes to one side. They used to fix food here in the kitchen and put it on the dumbwaiter to send it upstairs. That way people could eat breakfast in bed. What, people, Jenny asked. This used to be a boarding house a long time ago, Marcus said. That's like a hotel, except a lot of people would stay here for weeks or months at a time. Cool, Jenny said. When did this happen? A long time before even our parents were born, Marcus said. Now, Dee said, tapping her foot, shall we continue with the tour? Jenny followed Dee Dee back to the hallway and across to a dark room with a huge fireplace. This is what Grandma calls her sitting room. It looks like a living room to me, Jenny said. Me too, Dee said, but Grandma said you shouldn't call one room a living room. After all, you live in the whole house. So this is a sitting room where you sit. Jenny and Dee looked at each other, shrugged their shoulders, and sat. Jenny looked around the room after a long minute. Can I get up now, she asked. Not yet, Dee Dee said. I have something to show you. Dee walked across the room and picked up a heavy, dark object that lay on a table. This is the most valuable possession our family has, she said, carefully carrying it back to Jenny. It's a Bible, Jenny said, as she recognized it, and it looks like it's falling apart. It was falling apart. Dee Dee carefully laid it out on the small table in front of Jenny. As she opened the cover, Jenny noticed that it had been burned around the edges. It was the only thing that my great-grandfather was able to save from a fire that burned down their house before they lived here, Deedee Dee said. Ever since then, it has been called the family treasure. Wow, was all Jenny could say. Didi Dee Dee opened the Bible to the first few pages. Jenny saw the date, 1899, written on one page. Then Didi Dee Dee opened it to a page that listed a bunch of names that looked familiar. Then Jenny realized where she had seen it before. Adams, that's your name. Didi Dee Dee nodded. This page tells when every person in my family was born, baptized, married, and died. It goes all the way back to my great-great-grandmother. Look! Jenny looked where Didi Dee Dee was pointing at the yellowed page and saw that Didi's Dee name had been written in the book along with her birth date and the date last year when she was baptized. It's got other neat things in here, Didi Dee Dee said. Back here in the back, Grandma keeps her favorite pictures, including a picture of me when I was a baby. Look at this! She showed Jenny a photograph of a young man in an army uniform. This is my Uncle Herman. I never met him. Dee Dee got very serious. He died in a war before I was born. This is the only way I know about him. I can see why you call this the family treasure, Jenny said. Dee Dee, a voice called from the other room. Yes, Mom, Dee Dee answered. Marcus left one last box of groceries in the car, Mrs. Adams said, wiping her hands as she came out of the kitchen. Can the two of you bring it in? Marcus is busy. "'Sure,' Dee said. "'Come on, Jenny.' "'Dee told Jenny about the rest of the house as they walked out to the car. "'Only two bedrooms are being used right now, and they're both downstairs. "'Since Grandma can't go up and down the stairs anymore, she doesn't use the bedrooms up there. "'We get to sleep upstairs in the room where my Grandma slept when she was a little girl,' she explained. "'There's a big oak tree right outside the window. "'It's my favorite room in the whole house.' Jenny nodded. We used to have to watch out for rats and mice around here, Didi said. We brought a cat in for a while, but Grandma started sneezing. I think she's allergic. Now Dad and Marcus put out traps to catch them. Rats? Jenny gulped as they grabbed the box and lifted it from the car. Rats? How big? Oh, not real big, Didi said. They're really just a little bigger than mice. But once I thought I saw one about a foot long. Dad said I was imagining things. She shook her head. I hope he was right. I don't like rats or mice, Jenny said in a very small voice. We probably won't see either one while we're here, Dee, Dee said. Besides, they're busy hiding because they're more afraid of you than you are of them. I doubt it, Jenny responded. Here you go, Mom, Dee, Dee said as they carried the box into the kitchen. Thanks, girls, Mrs. Adams said. Now go play, and Dee, Dee please be careful with that old Bible. We wouldn't want anything to happen to it. Yes, Mom, Dee, Dee said. We'll put it away right now. Jenny followed Dee Dee into the sitting room where Dee Dee suddenly froze with a puzzled look on her face. What's wrong? Jenny asked. Dee Dee looked at the couch where they were sitting, at the table in front of them, and then over in the corner. What is she doing? Jenny wondered. Then she realized that the Bible was nowhere in sight. It's gone! Dee Dee wailed.
0: The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 7, The Clue in the Secret Passage, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955.